at Olive Branch High School, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Morning, Cash. Morning, Zach. How we doing this week, brother? Man, best day ever, and especially yesterday, I hit my second ace in disc golf, and it felt oh so nice. Ace, huh? Yes, sir. Where were you playing? Central. Central. Uh, Central Park. Got just. It's nice when you throw it, and you just immediately know. And it's got that chance you have that follow flight in your head, and then you just hear nothing but chains. Not really a better feeling. <laughs> nothing but chains. I like that. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> you know, the it's old great. adage of you know nothing but net, but it's nothing but chains. I like oh, that. and it just sounds so much better than a swish. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, here we go. Called everybody. Got the photo. Couldn't be happier. Well, there you go. There Yourself? You go. How, how's that Man, we going? Uh, again, I'm just super busy trying to get stuff going, get my kids taken care of, tight and playing two sports, of course. But got to go watch some football last night, and man, it was just a breath of fresh air. You know, I sweated my tail off. Don't get me wrong. I was I was sporting my uh, OB Pod polo and uh, looking good, and uh, I got to go over to Lewisburg. What do you call it? Uh, Center Hill had a sudden change in their game, and went all the way to Missouri, and another administrator. Uh, took care of that, and so I decided to stay here local and uh, get to visit and rub elbows a little bit. And the principal there, uh, Mr. Perkins, was very welcoming and got to got to watch the most of the ball game. And uh, you know, it just it it felt normal. The place was capacity. I was about was to say Lewisburg has one of the best areas to go watch a football game in. So how was the atmosphere pregame? Uh, it was fantastic. There was tents everywhere. They have a food truck. That's inside the gate now. I mean, oh they've gone. Goodness. They've gone to the next level. It's like you know, grilled cheeses and all that kind of stuff. It's, um, and it, it, there was barely any seats in there where people were standing around the fences. All three parking lots were full. My wife parked <laughs> in front of the middle school, which is a few hundred yards away, and the, most of that parking lot was full. It's a great community following. Uh, it was a great out, uh, a great turnout for the for the kids, and so. All in all, just a good night. I know they wanted a better result from the ball game, but you know it is what it is. Um, it just that kind of leads us into what I'm excited about today is is that this is truly our official first post game uh, episode. Get the coaches on and get to talk about the county and football. We'll put some scores on there as well as we get to talk about our newest sponsor, uh, Old Town Vibes, right there in Old Town. Uh, there is just absolutely awesome. So look forward to talking about them in our sports show. And it's just it's going to be a great second half of our uh, episode, and you know from here on out until football season's over. And so really looking forward to it. Yeah, and we're going to have the scores for all the schools in the county. If they're playing, we're going to make sure we get those scores up there. And a lot of that is coming from Bob. So thank you to him for oh, all yeah. the work that he's putting in. DeSoto County News, man. Appreciate the help. I love working with those guys and Bob. Cash, it's time to get to our weekly jokes. And man, uh, I thought the emails might slow down a little bit, but no. It is They've getting better and better. Up, <laughs> and I, it's so nice to just randomly check your email and it not be junk mail or anything. It's somebody emailing us a joke and... My goodness, these are getting out of hand. Thank you. <laughs> they are. Uh, yeah, this week we had Steve, um, we had uh, Michael, and I think a girl named Abby gave us these three this time. I'm always going to yep. try to give them a first name a drop, but uh, here we go, Cash. I'm gonna let you, I'll do the first one. What did the digital clock say to the grandfather clock? Look, Grandpa, no hands? Yes, it's a classic. It, it is. is, it is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got to use it. Got to yeah. use it. I mean, that, that was one I remember off of the old pop school stick joke but uh, i mean yeah. a classic one that i classic, love nonetheless classic classic hey zach what do you call a snobby criminal walking down the stairs um i got i got nothing a condescending condescending <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean uh tongue twister <laughs> yeah a little bit of a tongue twister double it up but you know you got the condescending and then he's just a con condescending. descending down the stairs <laughs> i give it 
All right, Cash, why don't dinosaurs make good pets? They're too big. I, I got no idea. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best oh. pet for kids and stuff. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we probably should have put in a little bit of alert right there. But <laughs> I love the deadpan uh, <laughs> there delivery right there. Definitely helped it. <laughs> anyway, if you enjoy these jokes and want to even send in a few, go ahead and do that at our email address, theobpodcast at gmail.com. But make sure that you are subscribing to us however you decide to listen to us, Apple spotify google amazon we're on all of it and we cannot thank you enough for these listens absolutely guys there's something else you might have enjoyed last week we had an awesome interview with brian couch now guys if you've ever studied listener you know who brian couch is he is one of our best sponsors and he is running team couch and that is a realty group out of birch realty Guys, he did a phenomenal interview. He talks about Olive Branch in general. He breaks down the entire community into three areas, Lewisburg, the city of Olive Branch, and Center Hill. And he gives you numbers and stats about how the real estate market is going on during this interview. It is phenomenal information. It just goes to show you the level of expertise that him and his team go through. They're a phenomenal realtor company. This is a place you want to go check out if you are even in the slightest market or even thinking you might be in the market to either buy or sell any type of real real estate they are a cut above go check them out at teamcouch.com or you can call their number which is 662-449-1700 or you can even call brian's cell phone number which is 901-461-7653 or as he likes to say sold Guys, this is the part of the show where we typically do a motivational message, but this week we're going to forego it. Instead, we're going to talk to Principal Brad Meadows. He is going to give us an update on Lewisburg Middle School because they had some changes in the educational system when it comes to regarding to COVID. We hope you enjoy the interview because it is very insightful and gives everybody in the community a heads up of how things are going, how it got to the decision, and where we go from here. So we're going to go to that interview now. Hey guys and gals, I got a special guest and friend of the podcast, that is Brad Meadows joining us, and uh, if you didn't know already, he is the principal at the Lewisburg Middle School, and we've asked him to join us this week to uh, let us know how things are going in education over there, because they've had some major changes due to COVID. So Brad, how we doing, brother? Man, I am doing real well, and I appreciate you having me on again. Absolutely, brother. So um, tell us what's going on, man. I know a lot of people have heard through the grapevine that Lewisburg has had some COVID issues, but you know, give everybody a heads up of what's what's currently going on at the building. All right. Well, Zach, the the number of positive cases that we had the, the week of August sixteenth, and uh, you know, we saw a sudden spike in the positive cases that we had at our school. It it definitely was concerning to us, and as always, our number one goal is the safety of our our students and the safety of our faculty and staff. So. Uh, Mr. Elston, myself, and uh, our health services team uh, just got together. We received a recommendation from the Mississippi Department of Health, and we just all agreed that going virtual temporarily was the best option moving forward. Um, so that from that moment on, that's when we switched gears and, and made sure that our faculty and our staff and our students were ready for virtual instruction. Uh, we, we, we sent everything out to the parents that we could, you know, our virtual learning plan, our virtual learning code of conduct and several other documents that would help our students and parents navigate through this virtual learning experience. I understand, Brad. And, and that, I know that was a tough decision for you, man. I, know, I really do. And I, I, and I had heard through the grapevine that Mr. Esselton and the, the, the county even sent out extra nurses and stuff to really look at this closely and have great support for the kids out there to try to make sure everything was 
up to par. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't want to go virtual, and this is tough, and people want things like normal. But, you know, he put the resources where he needed to to try to make sure that y'all were taken care of, and ultimately it still led to this decision. Is that right? No, that's absolutely right. The amount of support that uh, we we have gotten over the past couple of weeks has been uh, has been awesome. Uh, we've always had what we needed, and we always have the support that we need. So, Brad, uh, that's great to hear that you had that kind of support. I, I mean, I think it's fantastic. But you know, kind of give the listener or a parent or the community a visual of what kind of what's going on in the building right now. That since the kids aren't in there, what, what's going on there? Well, even though the kids aren't in there, Zach, we are definitely having school. You know, our, our teachers come in and work a full day like they would if we were in person. We are running a normal bell schedule so that the students have to follow their normal schedule. They have to attend their classes throughout the day. You know, in our virtual learning plan, our teachers have to provide at least 30 minutes of live instruction to uh, to our students each class period. And and man, I'll tell you, that makes all the difference in the world when you're able to provide that live instruction piece to your virtual learning. And uh, that, man, that just, that's been awesome for us. Uh, as you know, when we shut down, you know, a year and a half ago, we didn't have that option of the live instruction piece. And, you know, now that our county, uh, of course, led by Mr. Elston, has made sure that we have, have a device for each one of our students, it definitely makes the, the learning uh, so much more effective and just better all the way around for our students. Um, you know, even the last couple of days, I've actually been able to participate in some of the virtual classes, and I think it's going extremely well. You know, our, our teachers are keeping them engaged. Our students are able to interact, and, and just both our teachers and our students are making the most of this, this virtual learning experience. So what are some of the issues or things you're having to address that's come out of this situation? Well, we, we've definitely have to, had to go back and, and revisit some of the procedures that uh, we put in place last year and, and some of the procedures that we will need to continue this year. But we're going to, of course, uh, adopt some of the same procedures that we had in place last year. We're going to continue to social distance as much as possible. Um, you know, we're going to be skipping a seat uh, in the cafeteria and tables, making sure there's a, a seat in between each student in there. Uh, as always, we're going to encourage kids to wash their hands as much as possible, use hand sanitizer as much as possible. And, uh, to be honest with you, Zach, I'm going to encourage uh, wearing a mask. I'm, I'm definitely not going to get into a political debate about whether we should be wearing masks or not. But I began wearing a mask a couple weeks ago. I have a, a seventh grader and a third grader that, that wears a mask at school. And it just goes, it comes down to me if, if the Mississippi Department of Health tells me that my kids don't have to be quarantined after being in close contact, if, they, if they're wearing a mask, then I'm going to make my own personal kids wear a mask. So, just for the simple fact that they don't have to be quarantined and, and they can stay in school. Well, that makes total sense. And like I said, you're not putting an opinion out there and we're not telling somebody they need to do something. We're not talking about mandates. We're pretty much just putting in facts that even as myself as a school administrator and you being a school administrator, you can tell a parent your child avoided being uh, quarantined or being addressed in this situation in any manner because they were wearing a mask and that prevents that situation. So um, again, that's for every parent to make that choice and that they have that Absolutely. right. And so, uh, but we want to promote the safest and uh, atmosphere possible for our kids. And that's a good way to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's talk about moving forward. What does the schedule look like for Lewisburg middle, uh, you know, starting this weekend? Well, as of right now, we are going to continue to stay virtual until September 8th with a return back to in-person instruction on September 9th. Uh, of course, any of this can change, and, and if there are any changes, we will, we will communicate that 
with our parents as soon as possible. Uh, one thing I do have to say is for all the parents, we do need to make sure that they are continuing to let the school know of any positive student cases um, and also any close contact that our students may have, even through this virtual learning experience, they need to make sure that they contact the school and contact our nurse. Uh, so we are made aware of, you know, these cases. Brad, I know you were, uh, you're in one of the best communities in the area. I mean, uh, all the branch in general is just a fantastic place. That's why we love podcasting in this area. You know, what would you want to tell the community or, you know, or talk to about the school body itself uh, before we close up? Yeah, sure, Zach. No, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, the Olive Branch community is a, a special place. The Lewisburg community is a special place to be. And, you know, first off, I just want to definitely give a big thank you to our faculty and staff at Lewisburg Middle School. Just, you, you know, for the resilience they show day after day. Uh, I told them all the other day, throw in having to move into a brand new school building. And then on top of that, dealing with everything that comes along with trying to teach and to navigate through this pandemic has been an almost impossible challenge, you know, obviously for Lewisburg Middle School, but obviously for teachers uh, and faculties and staffs across the county. But, man, our faculty and staff, they just keep showing up each and every day and uh, giving their all for our students and our school. And that's that's all any of us could ever uh, ever asked for. Um, so, you know, definitely want to give a big thank you to our faculty and staff, but man, I got to give a shout out to our students, man. They have the last couple of days, they have showed up and they have showed out during our virtual classes so far. And they just done a great job with this transition. And, you know, I want just want to encourage them to keep getting after it. So, um, and, and I guess lastly, all the, the support and the, the positive comments and just all the help that we have received, from our Lewisburg parents, from our Lewisburg community, man, it, it's it's been overwhelming to say the least. You know, I know parents want their kids in school, and, and trust me, we all want them in school, but it goes a long way when our faculty and staff and when our parents, when our community, um, you know, when we all have each other's back and we, we all look for the, the good and the positive of, you know, what's taking place. And it goes a long way, you know, with our teachers, our faculty and staff, hear those encouraging words from our community, from our parents, it's, it's definitely motivating for them. So man, just again, the support and encouragement that we've received has been awesome. And, you know, just, just like I told our teachers the other day, and I'll tell our parents this as well, it's this virtual instruction. It's, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, it, it may not even be great sometimes, but man, they're going to give it all they have and uh, they're going to give it their best. And at the end of the day, that's all we could ask for. Absolutely. You said it best, Brad, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on the pod and letting the parents know about this stuff and uh, informing everyone and uh, putting a positive light on it. I know these kids want to be back in school and get things rolling, but we got to stay safe. And uh, I know it was a tough decision, but I think it was a good decision. And I hope that everybody can kind of see the light from that and that you know the health and safety of the kids is always going to be paramount. So. We want to wish you luck for the rest of this week in this virtual. I know it's tough and difficult, as you said, uh, but I know y'all are looking forward to getting those kids back and uh, getting back to that level of normalcy we all want. Absolutely, Zach. We're going we're gonna to do everything we can to get back to normal uh, as, as far as school goes. So we're, we're definitely going to be working towards that. Again, brother, thanks for your time, man. Really, really appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. 
Man, we want to say thank you again to Brad. That was really awesome for him to join us. It, uh, it means a lot that principals are able to get on the show and you know promote their kids, promote their communities, promote their teachers, and to give everybody a heads up. And so, again, Brad, we really, really appreciate it. Guys, uh, we know we want everything to get back to normal, and we're very hopeful for that. And so we uh, look forward to seeing how this all turns out. You know, Cash, just like that school, there's another place that wants to help you look in the horizon, and that's at Michael Hatcher & Associates. If you're looking for a new job, a new start, a new career – this is a great place to check out. They have numerous jobs available at different levels of experience, and the pay and benefits are just unmatched for our area. It is truly a wonderful company. But something that we have not mentioned before and we need to start mentioning is, is Michael Hatcher & Associates does a, well, guess what, a fantastic job of landscaping. Yes, they are more commercialized when it comes to majority of their business. However, they do residential stuff, but also do individual jobs for people if they have specialty needs. A good example is I know a teacher at my school who has paid to have them come out and build pergolas, redo their entire patio. They've done drainage work. You name it, there's just about anything they can do that's outside, they can get it done, even if it's not necessarily in-house, they have the connections and the wherewithal to get it done right, professionally, and where you never have to worry about it. This is just a great place through and through when it comes to a place to work and the product they put out there for customers. If you want to see it for yourself, go to their website right now, which is HatcherLandscape.com, or you can call their talent acquisition manager, Gabby, at 662-755-3207. Now we're going to move on to our news section, and unfortunately there's a big elephant in the room that we need to address, and we want to do it in a little bit of a different way and give you some of the stats that are happening with COVID. As of the recording today, August the 28th, we had had an average of 164 new cases every day with a high of 435 new cases on August the 23rd. We've had three deaths related to COVID this week, and over 400 students and over 70 staff have COVID as of this week. Those are some staggering numbers, Cash, but we feel it's important that everybody get facts. Um, these are directly from the you know website, and they also put this out on Twitter almost daily. Guys, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's the elephant in the room, as Cash said. You know, Please be informed. Please make informed decisions on how you pr- prepare for this, how you prevent exposure, how you protect yourself, all those things. And so there was a lot of news this week regarding COVID, so we want to make sure you got this information uh, firsthand. And the first thing is the Mississippi Department of Health has opened a testing site in Hernando right outside the Hernando Health Department, as well as it's raised its testing from 200 a day to 300 a day. Guys, if you feel like you were exposed or have any symptoms, go to their website, which is covidschedule.umc.edu, and set up an appointment to get attested today. This is completely free. I think the only thing you have to have is your ID, and it might ask for an insurance card, but it is not going to be charged. Yeah, and the raising it an extra 100 is extremely needed because it's hard to even find a COVID test right now with so many places being backed up and already having all of their appointments full. Absolutely. Also, guys, the Baptist Memorial Healthcare, along with the Mississippi State Department of Health, MSDH, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced that they're expanding access to COVID-19 monoclonal antibody, which is also MAB, therapies at the Baptist Memorial Hospital in DeSoto and South Haven, as well as the Mississippi Baptist Medical Center. MAB treatment helps prevent the progression of COVID-19 that might otherwise require hospitalization for people who are at high risk of developing severe illness and have tested positive virus or are unvaccinated and have been exposed, especially to someone who has tested positive. The therapy may be administered intravenously or through subcutaneous injection. 
If administered today within 10 days of having COVID-19 symptoms, this one-time therapy has proven effective in neutralizing the virus and preventing symptoms from even worsening. Well, it's nice to see that we're finding some things that can help fight it and prevent you from having to go on those ventilators if you do catch COVID. Some additional good news, guys, is is that Governor Tate Reeves announced that he is going to be sending medical personnel to hospitals that are in need. We understand the medical system in the state is highly stressed and overran currently, and he is sending a lot of help. This all started last week at August 24th. He's sending over 800 nurses, several registered nurses, practitioners, respiratory therapists, paramedics, and this is going to over 50 different hospitals all around the state. This is a huge development, and it's a good sign that our government is trying to help a much-needed health system that is struggling currently with COVID. Now, guys, we've thrown a lot of numbers at you and a lot of stuff regarding COVID, and it might have kind of depressed you or... Just stress you out in general, and you need a place to go relax and enjoy a nice cool one in this hot August heat. Well, look no further than Backwater Brewery, which is going to have any kind of relaxing cider or beer for your tasting needs. Yes, guys, go check them out. They're right here in Old Town, right off of 178. It's just a great little quaint joint that has an amazing little brewery section that has this all glass wall. You can go and see how they do the process. Our good friend Twinkie is a guy who in there who runs all this stuff, and JR, the owner, is just fantastic guys. They do an amazing work. Uh, they're open on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays in the afternoons. Uh, and it's just a great place to sit back, have a great conversation, and have a beer, a cider, a lager, whatever you want to call it, and really experience something new and unique and just change from the norm. You know, there's sometimes you just need that inner peace. And this is one of those places in our own community right here that can bring it to you. And you can transport out of this heat and just kind of zone out for a little bit. They got a nice little lounge upstairs, TV, watch whatever sporting events because, hey, college football is back and nothing goes better with that than some beer absolutely guys go check them out and if you want to see more go to their facebook page which is at at backwater.ms and you can see the brewing process for yourself guys our next bit of news is arc northwest is closing its weighted blanket program in all at least 2086 blankets and 3828 weighted lap pads have been made since the project started Of that number, 739 blankets and 1,479 lap pads were donated to Soto County Schools special needs classrooms. So sadly, they're finishing up their last few orders and this will be the end of it as they're closing shop forever. It was just hard to continue getting materials and that's one of those things that they did a fantastic thing and we can't thank them enough, especially for all of those kids with special needs. I 100% agree. Have you ever used a weighted blanket? I have not. Now, it's hard for us as big people, but my goodness, there's just something comforting about a weighted blanket. And the important thing is, if you are going to make your own, do you know more than 10% of your body weight, up to 20 pounds? Really? Yes. That's just like the magic number to help give you that calming effect. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not a doer or a selfer when it comes to blankets. So not at all. No. And I mean, these aren't, they're not hard, but I mean, you want to get it right. So just whenever, if you're going to go buy them at target or something, make sure you're looking at that percentage body weight. Yeah, no doubt. Now guys, if you're not a do it yourself, or like I just mentioned, and your house is in bad shape, it's got some different repairs need to be done, or there might be holes in the roof, holes in the wall. Uh, maybe you used to have a rental property that just just in bad shape, needs updating, whatever, and you just want to sell it fast and just be done with it. The stress of the world, stress of COVID, everything else is just too much. If you want to get rid of it quick, 
you might want to check out our other guys, and that is Rodman Properties. Guys, they run a website called I Buy DeSoto, and they specialize in buying houses that some people might consider trash, outdated, or it's just a bad situation. Loss of relative, a friend, loved one, divorce, whatever, and the house is just needs to go. And you just don't want to go through the process of trying to fix it up, put it on the market, whatever. Spence and Abby will come out, look at the place, give you a fair estimation as well as a fair price. And also you'll be selling it to someone who is going to rehab the home and improve the community. This is a win-win situation for especially our community of Olive Branch. And so this is where you want to go. Go to iBuyDeSoto.com, check out all the offerings they have, and contact them as soon as possible if you have one of these houses. Our last bit of news is plumbing and water delivery products manufacturer LK Manufacturing is locating distribution operations in Olive Branch. The project is a $3.22 million corporate investment and will create 25 new jobs. It was founded in 1920 and LK is America's number one selling stainless steel and quartz sink provider. LK Manufacturing is located in its new Southeast U.S. Distribution Center in Olive Branch's Scannell Logistics Park. Always good to hear we're getting more jobs in the area. Believe it or not, though, there's a whole bunch of jobs in the area, but we just got to find people who want to fill them. It's really struggling. I, I know this wasn't part of our news cache, but like, um, you know, my wife works at a Kroger mm-hmm. and I have several people who are, who are in small business and they're really struggling finding people to come back to work and get back into it. And, and, and there's a thousand reasons why, you know. And I so, mean, that, that's the hard thing trying to figure out what the reason is, because I know at Starbucks, they're always looking to hire new people. And it's hard for, I guess, people to understand that. No one wants to do the same thing over and over again. And these menial tasks are getting harder and harder to fill. And you can only depend on high schoolers so much because, well, they're high schoolers. And I mean, that's what was filling a lot of these jobs. And so we're we're in an interesting point in life. And that's a way bigger philosophical answer than I think you or me is equipped to answer. It is. It's tough. Of course, there's always the COVID thing, too. People are like, you know, you don't want to go to a place where you're going to have people coming and going constantly. And, you know, the fear. I mean, it it is what it is. It's all relative. We just want to ask everybody, hey, look, we understand and respect everybody's decision. Be safe. Be strong. Um, But, you know, if you're in need of employment, there's a lot of good places out there. And there's a lot of good options. And, you know, and there's a lot of good pay. So Mm -hmm. we encourage our community to get back out there as best you can as safe as you feel comfortable doing and you know and that that benefits everyone yes you know what i mean it really really does and especially Uh, with all the great jobs and owners that are local right here in the area absolutely all 100 local speaking of someone else that's local that does a fantastic job guys and that's one of our awesome sponsors and that is DeSoto cleaning speaking of you know covid and everything like that if you're concerned this might be the best company to call brian and them do a phenomenal job and when i mean phenomenal they handle anything you can imagine guys they really specialize in floors themselves tiles hardwood carpet you name it they can do it. And well, it is. it's a friendly local owned company that will come out, look at your property, whatever you want done, give you a great quote. And guess what? You know, it's going to be handled well, efficiently and at a great price. And here's a bonus. If you mention OB pod, they'll give you 15% off the bill. If you decide to hire them, this is a great situation. Don't miss out. Go check them out on Facebook right now. And that is DeSoto Cleaning. Guys, it's time for our fact of the week, and that is brought to you by Rob Long of the DeSoto County Museum, which is located in Hernando on Commerce Street, right across from the Area 51 Ice Cream Shop. They are open on Tuesdays through Saturdays and have numerous exhibits for your viewing and learning pleasure. Don't miss out on this. It's right there in Hernando. And hey, like we said, maybe get you a little scoop of ice cream right next door. If you are a fairly new resident to Olive Branch or DeSoto County in general, you may not know what the big star is or was, actually. Back in the day, the local grocery to visit for your needs was called Big Star. 
Olive Branch had its own location on the corner of Pigeon Roost Road and Highway 305. If you know the area, the building that Big Star used to be in is the home improvement store right there on the corner. Big Star was a true small-town grocery where everyone knew each other and could even get home-cooked meals on certain days of the week, especially on Sunday. The Sunday lunch rivaled most restaurants and was a staple in the community. Sadly, owner Randy Allen had to close the local grocery shortly after the 302 interchange was built, which diverted traffic from the Old Town area. Local and faithful customers continued shopping at the Big Star, but it was not enough as the introduction of supermarkets in the area sealed its fate. That's always a painful one. Whenever something's just kind of ran its course, there's nothing you can do to save it. Especially something about that big lunch. Are you telling me you had something there? So... I grew up in Hernando, mm-hmm. okay, but there was another big star in Hernando, and the one in Olive Branch, one in Hernando like that, they were famous for people, when you get out of church on Sunday, mm-hmm. you go in there, and it's the styrofoam plate, you know, you know, fold over the top, but I'm talking some of the lip-smacking best food you've ever put oh. in styrofoam, and it, everything was just home-cooked. You know, it's the kind of thing you put gravy on everything, including the dessert, and yes. it's just that good. You know what I mean? It's oh, just its own food group. It's just... My obesity level right now is going through the roof. I mean, it just, it's just, it's, it's, it's catastrophic. I mean, I'm just sitting here dreaming about taking a ladle of the gravy and just drinking it because I haven't broken my fast yet. So I'm absolutely starving well, thinking about know, this. It's one of those things when you, you know what's bad is when you dream about showering in it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be licking my skin because I, I need to be clean, you know? <laughs> Instead of it puts the lotion on the skin, it puts the gravy on the skin. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Guys, I hope you all enjoyed the first half of the show, and we hope you stick around for our sports extravaganza post-game show that's coming up in the second half. We've got a lot of great stuff. We're going to go break down all the scores for each or every school in the county, but we're also going to have a special segment where we talk to each coach from Olive Branch, that is Coach Russell, Coach Peacock, and Coach Hectorn about Friday night's events, and I think you're really going to enjoy this post game because we're breaking down the games, we're talking about the kids and their performances, and as well as we talk about how we're preparing this week for their next opponent. We've got some big games coming up Friday. This is going to be a big one, and we're really looking forward to it, and I hope you all enjoy it as much as we do. With summer here, are you looking to start renovating? Well, North Mississippi Dumpster is the local business you want to contact. All you have to do is head over to DeSotoDumpsters.com. You'll be able to find all of your pricing and sizing needs. They're open seven days a week and have fantastic prices. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are in great conditions so you don't have an eyesore sitting in your yard or on your job site. They service DeSoto, Tate, Marshall, and Tunica counties. So visit them at DeSotoDumpsters.com or give them a call at 901-299-0916. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. Second, nine, eight, 
seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! And now it's time for the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector. You think you know football, but you don't. So shut up and listen. Well, Cash, we're here, man. It's just freaking exciting, man. The f- our first official post game, man. I am absolutely stoked. We have been chomping at the bit for the last two months trying to get this whole thing together. And high school football has aligned with us, and we are here. Man, it feels good. And as you talked in a little bit of your morning thing, you actually got to go see a little bit of it. I did. I did. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I was worried this whole week because there were so many shifts and adjustments and people losing games, people picking up games. Uh, it was tough, man. But look, let's go ahead and yeah. get right to the scores. Let's don't waste any time. People want to know how the county did, and we can give a little bit about each one of them, and then we'll get to these coaches. Exactly. Let's start off with the county, and we're going to have Center Hill lost to West Plains, Missouri, 38-12. to Yeah, I talked to Coach Peacock about it, and we, we had a great interview. I look forward to everybody listening to it here in a few minutes. Uh, tough ball game, but, you know, Center Hill lost their game to Clarksdale on Wednesday. Yeah. And so on Wednesday afternoon, we got the notification that Clarksdale went virtual. And so we had literally hours and via Twitter, believe it or not, West Plains, Missouri offered to help get the team to come up to Missouri for a home game. They really wanted a home game. Uh, They helped pay for a charter to get us up there. And we both wanted to play football. And we're like, you know what? Let's go play football. We all strap on our same gear. Let's go play. And uh, West Plains is a good football team. So So was that the problem? Was the charter, should you have taken the yellow bus to make it a little bit bumpier to get them ready for the game? (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm happy that they were able to take a charter. I mean, that's a long drive. And you want to make sure you're comfortable and ready. And, hey, we watched a little bit of that game on Huddle before we started podding. That team is no joke. It is no joke. Like I said, the interview with Coach Peacock, we, we explain all the details. Y'all really need to listen. It's a good one. The saying in the Olive Branch area, Lewisburg lost to Lake Cormorant 40-10. to Yeah, no, so I decided to attend this game. We had another administrator go to the Center Hill one in Missouri. And uh, let me just start off by saying the atmosphere was phenomenal. Uh, it was great. Not the outcome they were hoping for, but again – I sat down and talked with Coach Hectorn. We discussed the game. We had a lot of pros and cons. We talked about the environment. So here in just a few minutes, we're going to get the full synopsis of this ball game. So make sure you check it out. And for the last school in Olive Branch, well, we have Olive Branch, and they, oddly enough, ended in a draw. Yeah, that's right. They remain undefeated as the Tresman Bears <laughs> decided to go virtual literally almost 24 hours for game time. Super disappointing for Coach Russell. Again, we were talking to him on here. I'll have him in for an interview in just a few minutes for you guys. And we talk about it because, you know, they they were planning on doing some big things, especially a reunion for an anniversary to the state championship team. Uh, But we have a great conversation talking about their next opponent, and I think you'll enjoy that and maybe some rescheduling of some stuff. So it'll be good. And so now we'll run through the rest of the county. North Point lost a barn burner to Brighton, Tennessee, 74-69. to Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is unreal. You know, our friends at UTW, uh, Derek, his son, uh, Bo, is the starting center for North Point. And uh, this was an offensive juggernaut game, and uh, no defense came in sight. Uh, you know, they had the FBI, the GBI, <laughs> the NBI, the federal, whatever, could not find a defense anywhere in the vicinity. It was unbelievable. Uh, North Point held the lead going in towards the end of the game, and unfortunately, Brighton came back and won it, I think, right there late. Uh, tough loss. 
Just think about this. North Point has been scored over 100 points, but have only lost two games by less than 15 points. Yeah, I mean, apparently the defense just needs some warm bodies. Like, the mannequins out there are just getting... Man, I mean, I'm just to point now, we tell the cheerleaders to take the skirts off, put a helmet on them, let's go. You know, we've got to figure something out. Yeah, know? I mean, you just got to be able to get something and at some point in time. That is just insane. I could, but you know what? I'm willing to bet anybody who was at that game was just in awe. I'm just like probably watching a tennis match. Looking to your left, back to your right. Left, <laughs> right, left, right. But in the football. You yeah, know, so. or like a NASCAR event. And in the end zone again is number 14. <laughs> and in the end zone again. Number 23. Can you imagine? Number such and such has scored for the 17th time tonight. (laughs) And to keep things going, South Haven beat Valley View, Arkansas 30-0. And in other exciting news, the South Haven star defensive lineman is heading to, I don't know if you've seen it, the University of Texas. I'm going to be glad to see him continue wearing orange in his college (laughs) career. All gas, no breaks. And that defense held them to zero. Nice, 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 nice. Horn Lake lost to Grenada 14 to 8, or as we were like to say, they dropped the Grenada. Yeah, the Grenada. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, Horn Lake was leading the ball game, and Grenada came back and beat them towards the end, and uh, just couldn't get another score on the board to get the W. So that's a tough loss for Horn Lake. Yep. Congratulations to my old Arma Monitor, DeSoto Central, as they beat San Antonio 20 to 6, looking like they just kind of controlled the game throughout. Yeah, DeSoto Central is pretty salty. You know, this is a 6A program, is playing a 4A program. Um, we know. Sinatobia is a very talented group. We've watched them play Lewisburg um, earlier. Uh, a lot of speed, a lot of talent, well coached. Um, so if DeSoto Central did this well, uh, that's that's a good favor for them, especially going into 6A. And unfortunately, with the worst loss in the, the county, Hernando lost to Neshoba Central 38-6. Yeah, this stings a little bit. A uh, 32-point deficit for a 6A program, um, not playing another 6A program. Um, Neshoba Central is pretty salty. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Hernando, that's a, that's a tough one. And given Hernando has been in virtual and going through hybrid, there's been some issues, you know, and they hadn't, they didn't get a jamboree. They didn't get that test game. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm just saying that, you know, coaches need those kind of things to yeah. be able to evaluate your talent before you go into week one. And so I, I see Hernando bouncing back from this. I really do. Uh, you know, plus they're also reloading their team. I mean, they, they lost their key receivers and the key linemen, some different parts of the deal. So, uh, I think I think the things will turn out better for them as they go along. But if they need a little bit of energy or a little bit of a replacement shake to help get them that extra protein in their diet to make sure that they can hold up in some of these games, we have a brand new sponsor, Old Town Vibes, that has exactly what they need. You're not lying, Cash. Man, I was so pumped to hear when they contacted us last week and said they want to be a part of our show. Uh, so I went out and visited the location right there in Old Town, right across from the you know the Olive Branch Co-op and that little cool uh, shopping mm-hmm. center. Uh, right there off of Pigeon Roost Road. Yeah, right there on Pigeon Roost. And uh, it's a great little location. The shop is so cool. It's small and quaint. Uh, you get in there, they're going to make you exactly what you want. They have, I mean, there must, it looks like a thousand options on the wall. I mean, it's basically sensory overload. But uh, anything you can imagine they come up with. So, Cash, I decided, you know, me being fat. Yes. Is, you know, you didn't have to agree with that. But anyway, um, I wanted a meal replacement shake to try it out. And, of course, they had one that was called... Butterfinger. Oh, give me a nice little liquid candy bar. Yeah, like, basically. Can't beat stuff. it. Dude, it was to die for. Of course, my little girl was meant to be. I let her get a slug on it, and it was 
It was to die for. She was like, ah, now can I have some of that milkshake? And I was like, baby, I had a milkshake. And she's like, it's a milkshake. And I was like, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. Um, it, it was really good. Uh, uh, Tiff and Holland and them, they do a fantastic job in there. Guys, this is a local business that's family owned. This is not your run-of-the-mill pop-up tent nutrition shack that's going to be here for six months and then disappear. Everything. They have established this business. They are really trying to make sure and build on it. They're getting amazing feedback. And we heard this from several of our listeners listeners and that's kind of how it led to us getting with them uh and i think they're already looking to expand in the olive branch area and farther about because they are just doing that well i know so many of my teachers at my school who used to go to some other nutrition shacks in the area have been very dissatisfied prices hiking up these guys are more reasonable do a fantastic product and you can get your bang for your buck and they got those loaded teas like you said that those teachers and nurses love because you can stay caffeinated you can stay high energy without any of that drop that you get from an energy Drink. Exactly. You need to go check them out, guys. Look, they're open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And on Saturdays, they're even open from 9 to 2. If you have any questions about anything, you can call them at 662-874-5265. But the best way to see what's going on, because they have weekly drink specials, they do requests, they do all kinds of unique stuff. They have a pretty good way they do their Facebook ad. It's pretty nice, as well as Instagram, and that is at Old Town Vibes. Go check them out today. You're really going to enjoy it. And someone who doesn't need any more energy or an introduction here is coach alan peacock as he starts off our post-game show hey guys and gals i've got coach peacock here from center hill coach how was your trip back from missouri brother it was it was good late you know got i think we got back to the school about two o'clock i heard that well coach uh tell us how this unfolded because you were supposed to be playing clarksdale on friday but some covid things happened and a lot of stuff changes so give us a little bit of timeline to how this all happened how you end up in missouri yeah, so Wednesday up at one fifty, literally, you know, right before we go out for practice, a couple of my kids come to me and say, hey, Clarksdale got shut down, and they show me a post on Twitter, whatnot, and I was like, uh-oh. So I called Coach Johnson, and he said, you know, hey, not 100% yet, I'll let you know soon. Within 10 minutes, you know, he, he called me back and said, yeah, Coach, we're, we're not going to be able to play. You know, so we went out. Uh, our Wednesday practice is a short, full-speed walkthrough kind of like what I like to call it, about an hour long, home at the bell so they can go to church and things like that. So anyway, did that um, and then had a faculty meeting and I'm I'm scouring Twitter, I'm texting people. I'd already had a couple of people text me um, and then, you know, just across it on Twitter, uh, high school, I think I said High School Football America uh, retweeted it maybe and it was the coach from West Plains, Missouri still looking for a game. Uh, they had lost their same kind of situation. Uh, they had actually been looking for several days, and uh, so I reached out to him, sent him an email. He said, "Yeah, we're very interested." We, you know, talked back and forth. We talked about them coming to us. They wanted to come on a Saturday. You have a rule in Mississippi: you can't play before seven p.m. Uh, they wanted to play an afternoon game, so we just settled on us coming up there. They helped us with some of our travel expenses, so you know, went up there. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people were like, "Man, that's a long way to go." I said, "Yeah, it, it is," but it was really only three and a half hours. It was a a really easy drive, just straight up through Jonesboro. It's like a straight shot once you get around Memphis. So I mean, it was it was it was a good deal, great atmosphere, great kind of not I would not what I would call a small town because I grew up in French Camp in the middle of nowhere, but you know a, a smaller town uh, about the same size school and just a great great atmosphere for a Friday night football game. That's amazing, Coach. To, to think that social media and Twitter made the difference of whether or not the guys got to play on a Friday is uh, is pretty pretty impressive. 
Coach, so tell us about the game. You know, so you're, you're there. What is the, is the stadium unique? Is it different? Um, you know, how did it all get started? Uh, what kind of caliber of team? Because what I saw on film was a pretty talented bunch. They're definitely talented. I think they are they made the quarterfinals last year, uh, 10-2 and two team. They returned, I think, 17 starters off of that, that team that made the quarterfinals last year. Three all-state selections uh, off that team from last year uh, were back. You know, I watched film and, and really thought we had a pretty good chance. They were a little more talented, I, I felt like, in person than I, than I picked up on film. You know, it's hard to tell in, in the Jamboree uh, just because they played a bunch of JV snaps mixed in with a bunch of varsity snaps. So, But, yeah, they, they were definitely really talented. They got a, a, He played safety against us, but he's, he's really probably a linebacker that's a Division One kid. Uh, they got a tackle that's a Division One kid, and then they got a quarterback that's a, a definite college football player, has one offers, and um, he, can, he can flat out go. Coach, he, uh, he made a lot of plays. When we watched that tape and that game footage, man, some impressive throws. I know he had two or three big passes for touchdown. He's got some wheels on him, too. Uh, it looks like he's going to have a bright future at the next level. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you will. I reached out to a college coach, former Dan, Mustang Dan Ellington, and said, hey, man, you need to go watch this kid's film uh, this morning. You know, I sent him, sent him his Twitter link and all that. said, hey, go check this kid out. Yeah, I agree, Coach. Well, Coach, talking about the game itself, you know, from what I could tell, guys had a lot of offensive production, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes we get into a situation where you shoot yourself in the foot. There were some turnover issues, you know, and then we had a, a couple interceptions or one or two, and uh, uh, it seems like uh, they were talented on defense as well, but a lot of times you end up uh, stalling out, getting into the red zone. Was that how you kind of look at it? Yeah, you know, we moved the ball a little bit. I, I feel like we, we could have moved it better at times, um, you know, I called the pass down on the goal line and, and really would like to have that call back. You know, you're down there that close. You got a two-pound quarterback. You know, again, would like to have that one back probably. Um, went for it on fourth long. Uh, just their side of the 51 time. Mike should have tried to pin them deep there. You know, so a couple of little things that I might would take back. But um, I, I felt like we played well, but just made way too many mental errors, you know, just – and not uh, not an execution type deal where we knew what to do. We just didn't do a very good job of it. But just a flat out doing the wrong assignment on on the play. Um, I felt like we did that too many times. But we we had one kid on offense that had had, had played and started on a Friday night at his position. One kid on defense that had played and started on Friday night at his position. And they had I think nine on offense and eight on defense. So we made a lot of young, uh, youthful errors um, that, again, I feel like you play them four weeks from now, those kids have grown up a little bit, making some some of those mistakes. Uh, uh, you know, it would be a, a, maybe not a different outcome, but definitely a closer ball game, I feel like. Absolutely. And, of course, you're also working with your backup quarterback and you've got some positions of, of kids that are having to shuffle around and figure some things out. So, I mean – you put all that into account, Coach. I mean, I think you really did put on a good showing, especially you had one day of non-padded prep for a, a a quality football team that is two states away. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors there that your kids had to really show some resilience and some toughness to be able to work through and just to go play football because they love the sport. I think your kids really were explosive. Uh, a lot of speed out there, uh, especially on defense and offense. I, I really liked how y'all were flying to the football. Coach, I got to compliment uh, one of your offensive linemen, actually several of them. Uh, the physicality was there. You know what I mean? Coming off the ball, 
Uh, I'm not afraid to call it, but like Zach Hines, I think he plays your right guard. Several times I saw him blocking people downfield, uh, being real physical, took a guy for a boat ride, free charge one time, put him in the dirt. Um, you know, so a lot of that got noticed. I saw kids blocking in the perimeter really well, especially when you're throwing your, uh, your pitch or your toss. Uh, you know, and those are things you don't see, uh, you know, that much in high school football, that kind of well perimeter blocking. Uh, you know, I went and watched the game Friday night and we have seen several others. And that was some an area where a lot of other schools are struggling, especially early in the season. And your guys seem to be a little ahead of that. So I think that's a testament to how y'all are coaching and how practice is going. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously I think Zach is, is right now our best offensive lineman. Um, he really does some good things uh, for us. Uh, definitely did some good things. I know Keon McChristian, I think, had 10 carries for 143 yards. So 14.3 yard carry which, um, you know, that's, that's pretty daggum good. Uh, you know, so definitely did some good things. I think Jason Painter led the team in tackles, also had a sack. And talk about blocking and things like that is you want to really talk about being a teammate. Show me what you do when you don't have the football. You know what I mean? Show me what you're doing when the ball's not in your hands. We've got some kids that kind of buy into that and, and want to be selfless and block for each other. Yeah, it really showed off, Coach. I mean, like I said, I think you just had some heartbreakers. Like I said, the quarterback who was very talented threw some big plays. Y'all had some turnovers, uh, you know, a block punt, uh, you know, an interception that was devastating. You take a lot of those mental errors out of this ball game, it's a lot closer, a lot tighter. Uh, y'all are just as physical uh, and rolling with guys that are don't have the experience level of a team that has 17 on the field to do. So, um, I think, again, I think it's really positive. I know the score wasn't what we wanted it to be. You want to come out of Missouri with a W and letting them remember that they played a Mississippi team or what it means to play a Mississippi team. But I think those players on the field know, based on the physicality and how y'all came out there and weren't afraid to hit them in the mouth and play ball, that, uh, you know, they, they got a taste of Mississippi gridiron. And so uh, we appreciate that, especially from the podcast standpoint and representing Mississippi well. And uh, hopefully this may be materialized where y'all can be playing them again and uh, – you know, and see how things go as long term because, you know, that's probably the first time uh, anybody in North Mississippi's played a team in Missouri in a long time, if maybe ever. So I think it's a pretty cool experience. Happy for the kids they got it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And their coach and I both followed each other on Twitter after the game. Uh, you know, I think uh, the one thing I, I'll kind of point out, I, I was talking to their coach after the game, and, you know, obviously we, we lost and whatnot, and, and he knew we were kind of shorthanded, and, and some, some reasons for that um, were – you know, a couple kids, you know, not being allowed to make the trip uh, or, or having to sit some some time. And uh, he actually was asking one of his chain guys, like, hey, was the sideline chaos or was it under control or whatever? And, you know, the chain guy was very, very complimentary of, of our kids and, and how they handled themselves and those things. And so, you know, obviously we want to win. And at the end of the day, that's ultimately what, what matters for that night. But Five years from now, what matters is how those kids handle themselves. And I thought we did a great job of that Friday night, uh, handling ourselves well on the sideline after the game and doing the little things right. Coach, there's there's uh, there's one thing I can say that I'm truly, truly proud of when I say that I go and work at the Hill every day is that our kids are going to be above reproach. They are going to be respective. They're going to handle their business, and they're going to do it in a professional manner, win or lose. And uh, that's a testament to what we do as an entire staff, you as a coach and your coaching staff, and really just a testament to our kids because they've bought into that and they understand 
winning with class and losing with class is just as important as winning and losing. So, again, really appreciate that, especially from the podcast. Yep, yep. Coach, well, let's talk about next week. You've got Kirby coming to uh, the Hill uh, for a home game. Uh, at least we hope so. We hope another Memphis school doesn't get shut down because of COVID. Uh, how is this game looking for you guys? Uh, yeah, you know, I've watched just a little bit of film. Uh, they they did not play Friday night because Southwind was shut down. Um, but they played two weeks ago against Millington Central, uh, beat Millington Central. I've watched a little bit of that game. Uh, me and Coach Flowers swapped film. Uh, this morning, you know they're 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 athletic, man. They're athletic. They're they've got some talent. Um, I think uh, a name familiar to DeSoto County, uh, Vance. The, his older brother played at Lewisburg. Um, I forget his name real quick, but the the youngest Vance boy is I think their starting quarterback. So uh, he's a sophomore, really athletic. You know, hopefully we can kind of force him to make some sophomore errors. They'll definitely be talented and throw the ball around a little bit. You got a, a big physical type running back. You know, so we're just going to have to, again, I think they'll, hopefully they'll they'll struggle a little bit with what we do because it's so different from what they see and what they've seen on Friday nights. But, um, you know, just, again, excited to play, excited to get in front of our home fans and hopefully, you know, the insane stings will be out in full force and, and we'll get that place rocking and, and get a W. Absolutely, Coach. Guys, if y'all heard that, if, if you're a Mustang fan, make sure you come out Friday night. We've got a home game, 7 o'clock versus Kirby High School. We want to get a full capacity crowd in there, get loud and proud, and really show out how we can do this thing. And so, Coach, thanks again so much for your time, man. Really appreciate you giving us a few minutes and uh, talking of the game. Good to have everybody back safe, and we look forward to this game Friday night. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks again for all y'all are doing for you know high school football in DeSoto County. Thank you so much, Coach Peacock, for giving us that bit of time. Zach, what a great job you did with that interview. Now let's keep things rolling as we head into Lewisburg with Coach Dustin Hectorn. Hey, guys. I've got Dustin Hectorn with me tonight. Coach, how are we doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, man. I'm just trying to avoid this heat. Maybe this uh, Hurricane Ida coming in is going to change some things. Maybe it'll bring some cooler air. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But uh, all I can tell you is, man, it was a great atmosphere last night on the ball game, man. Uh, I mean, capacity crowd is what it looked like. I can tell you this. The parking lot was freaking capacity. I only, I only had to park in front of the middle school to get inside. A great environment, great field, uh, just a, a lot of enthusiasm. And uh, I know, Coach, it was tough, man, because you guys came out with all guns going and just kind of seemed like it got away from you on some big plays, and it just wasn't the outcome you hoped for. So what do you? what's your takeaway from last night? Well, I mean, first of all, you talk about the, the atmosphere of the crowd. I mean, that, you know, it's – honestly, it's been a long time since I've, I've kind of stood in front of uh, – either on the sideline and had that many people – uh, sitting there and like you said just the i mean people everywhere and the excitement and just the energy in the air man it's 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 friday night uh you know fall and friday nights again so that's exciting but um you know as far as the game goes i mean we um you know you're exactly right we kind of dug ourselves a hole very early and um you know that it really started with a couple of big plays and and just you know simple little mistakes that we made um, and that we we kind of allowed to become bigger issues. You know, uh, one thing that we're trying to do here is is change a culture, change a, a a program from you know kind of a mentality of well we're you know we are who we are uh, to a mentality of hey we're coming out here to win, and uh, you know that's something that we've got to continue to uh, build on, and and we didn't do that early on. You know, we we were down twenty nothing before you know we finally. Uh, kind of calmed down and, and the guys kind of decided to kind of rally around each other versus, 
you know, hang their heads and, and get their feelings hurt. And, uh, you know, after that first quarter, you know, midway through the second or so, they, we finally got past that and, and we, we played okay. You know, we, we did some good things. So, um, you know, little mistakes, they happen. And when you do it against a really good team, and an explosive team like Lake Ormond, they're, they're going to make you pay. You, you said it best. I mean, I got to watch the tape. Of course, I was there to watch most of the game. And every time that, uh, you know, something got going, it seemed like a, a mental error or one block away or one one thing was the difference in the a drive continuing, a punching in of a score, or, you know, or just making the big stop. I mean, uh, if somebody wasn't at the game, I can tell you this, is that Lake Ormond didn't really drive the field at will – they more or less just had the big play, uh, you know, on either a mental error or a broken tackle or something of that nature. Most of their offense was that, and so that ended up being the story of the ball game is, is that, you know, their offense had the big play. Uh, y'all's offense kind of came out and sputtered until he finally got into their own, like you said, middle of the second quarter and right before halftime. You know, and defense just ended up being on the field an extremely long time. And, you know, and fatigue and things things set in. And, and that was never never help you in a, in a ball game like this, you know, with a lot of speed around the field. So, uh, you know, like I said, a combination of things. Uh, one thing I can tell you, though, Coach, is that, you know, last week we talked about offensive line play. And we talked about, uh, you know, maybe challenging them this week. And I can tell you, honestly, I felt like I saw uh, some some significant improvement. Uh, I think they, uh, you know, they stayed on block. I didn't see any of that spectating stuff we talked about. Uh, and so I definitely wanted to mention that first is that, you know, uh, something that, like you said, correctable already is looking that way. Yeah, you know, our, our word of the week and, and our kind of focus of the week, I guess I should say, was was finish. You know, and, and we talked about, you know, obviously finishing a rep, finishing a play, but everything that we do. And, um, you know, I, I think we did that at times. And, and, you know, you talk about kind of the big plays and things like that and, and being on one block or one thing away here and there. Uh, you know, you go back and watch the tape and it's it's <laughs> it's almost frustrating, you know, but at the same time, it's encouraging that, that you've got some things that are really close. But that's what makes football so special, you know, that, that you can have 10 guys be perfect and, and that one guy that, that this is an assignment or, or, or doesn't do something the way he's supposed to or whatever the case may be, and, and it doesn't work. You know, so it, it takes every single person and, and we've all got to be locked in and, and um, you know, paying attention. So, you know, some encouraging things again, when I think I think we were better than we were. Uh, the previous week and and you know that's our goal is to come back on monday and try to be try to be better on monday so coach you know you mentioned the the one block away and stuff i'll give you a great example that i noticed your coach called some great screen plays during the ball game and of the five or six that i've considered notable uh every single one of them was a single block or a single tackler away from massive yardage or even the distance of a touchdown um, at least four or five times in the ball game. Uh, you know, I, I know that has to be frustrating. I know you say, you know, maybe not, but I know as an offensive line coach guy that, you know, when you got people on the perimeter and you got three big boys right there creating a wall and somebody just happens to slip right through them as your guy's getting the ball to make a play, uh, it, it, it's devastating. And, and I know it's difficult, but, you know, again, uh, you know, team speed, game speed, you know, a lot of adjustments, you know, but there was like a lot of positives that. I mean – there was a couple of times you got your big tight end out, and he had some big grabs for 10-plus yards. Uh, 
You know, and like you said, blocking, you know, maybe one block, one here, you know, it was the difference. And so I guess I saw a lot of positive and people might look at the score and go, Jesus, you got your ass whooped, you know? And I was like, no, that's not the case. You know, Lake Karma is a very explosive team. You guys were, you know, feeling your oats and figuring things out. And like you said, by the second half, y'all had calmed down and got into a groove. And, uh, and so I, I was impressed with that. You know, I really, really was. Yeah, that was our, our biggest thing at, at, at halftime was just, hey, listen, man, we, we, we can go be what everybody expects you to be, and you can go lay down and, and quit and pout and all those things, or we can go out and play one play at a time and try to be the best that you can possibly be at that one play. And uh, our kids did that. They, they rallied together. Um, you know, we, we, they weren't hanging heads and things like that. So, you know, those are the things that we want to build on. You know, it, it, and you mentioned a second ago, is it frustrating? Yes. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to even pretend like it's not. And when you when you look at things and you're so close to your – you're absolutely right. We had a, we had a screen called um, in, in their territory or Lake Ormond's territory that we probably score on if we, we block one guy and uh, we just miss him. And, uh, you know, that, that was, again, the case of many, many, many times. So, you, you know, it's easy to get frustrated at that, and, and that happens. But at the same time, we got to remember the big picture of where our program is currently and where we're trying to get to. And, and as much as we would love to come in and just change that overnight and say, hey, here we go, now we're, you know, now we're contenders, uh, you know, it, it's a process and we've got to learn. And uh, as our coaches, we've got to learn how to do that and, and our players have to learn. And, uh, you know, I told our kids, I actually told them that the very first day that I met them and I told them again last night, as I have no magic offense, no magic defense, no magic special teams, no magic weight program, you know, what, but it's going to be about what we do. That's the secret is that we show up and try to be the best version of ourselves on everything that we do. And if we can do those things, that's, that's when the change starts to happen. Frustrating because, you know, I don't know if that scoreboard really shows the growth that our team made. We're competitors and we want to win. And, and obviously we didn't do that the other night. So we've got to come back and get better. But, you know, there's, we always try to find something that we can build on. And again, where our program is currently and where it's trying to go, I, I think we took a step, even though the scoreboard may not say that. Coach, uh, you mentioned special teams. I want to say that's another area that I was impressed with. Um, I think your kickoff return team did pretty good when it came to perimeter blocking. Uh, even had some wall set up. I also was impressed with how well your punt system came in play. Uh, I think it's really impressive how y'all have the shifting punt. I know it even led to y'all getting a first down on a, uh, a jump, or, you know, offsides call. Um, these are a lot of details that a lot of schools don't have in play by week one. They usually develop by week four or five when they get to district. And to see that early in the ball game, early in the season, uh, that was impressive. So kudos to your special teams program. And coach, I want to say this, you know, like we, like you and I say all the time, we're going to call a spade a spade. We're going to call uh, what we saw, you know, and defensively, you know, I think your defensive line, they played hard. Uh, they got tired towards the end. I think your secondary did uh, pretty good. I think there was times when, you know, you, it's just hard to tell a guy who, you know, you're, when you're covering, it runs a 4-3, 4-4, 4-5, whatever, uh, to try to make sure he doesn't get over the top of you. It's just really, really difficult, especially if you're getting into the game and fatigue sets in. So, you know, I think they did pretty good. I think you only got beat like deep, deep, you know, past your guys once, maybe twice in the entire ball game. Y'all did a good job of keeping an umbrella. Linebacker play-wise, from what I could tell, and like I said, you know, you might disagree. I felt like when you, uh, you had guys that were bringing pressure, they were 20 times better than if they were a playing assignment linebacker. Um, 
Uh, I think that uh, you know, it was a lot of times that when your guys were coming, man, they were they were thirsty and hungry and making big hits. And sometimes they just look like uh, you know a deer in headlights. Sometimes. So again, I know that's something we talked about last week, and I know y'all are improving greatly. But overall, again, I think the defense did step up and played pretty decently. And, and like I said, uh, Lake Carmen's a talented club and uh, very explosive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think you, you nailed it right there with with your assessment. I mean, we I was actually really really proud of our our secondary play we 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 had some injuries uh last week uh had uh, actually a corner that didn't even play and we had a guy step up and and i tell you he he gave up one deep ball but i'll, I'll tell you this i don't know if there's a dude in the state that's going to cover that guy and that throw um you know he had another one that was caught on him in the end zone that he played perfect uh lake Corman made a better play i mean I, he came to the sideline he said coach i I don't know what to do. I, I had my arm in there and everything. And I said, man, sometimes you got to tip your hat. They practice too, you know. So I was really proud of those guys. I mean, you know, we obviously there's some things we still have to work on and clean up. And, and but you're right, our, our linebackers, I, I felt like we may have taken a little bit of a step back this week for some reason. Um, a little little hesitation and kind of waiting. You know, I, I know that it seemed like several times, and, and I guess a little bit with the D-line as well, that, you know, we, we fit pretty well. Uh, but so it should have been a, you know, a, a run of no gain or maybe two yards. It turned in about five or six because we waited for it to get to us. So we, we've got to come up. We've got to be a little bit more aggressive. And, and, you know, some of that, we just got to get, get the thinking out and just go. And, uh, we kind of pride ourselves with our defense of, of being very simple and, uh, just letting our kids turn and play. And, uh, you know, we've got to con- continue to try to build their confidence and, and, uh, you know, like you said, get them, get them downhill ready to go. Absolutely, coach. And like I said, when you're playing somebody as fast and explosive, it's it's common for guys to delay a second to make sure they know where they're going and stuff. And sometimes that second delay can mean the difference of, like you said, a stop at the ground, you know, at the line of scrimmage, or a difference of three to five yards or worse. And so, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, you know, offensively, I think the only thing I saw that um, you know that struck out to me was is that when y'all started getting moving the football. And doing pretty well, and I saw your quarterback. What I would consider finally got comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed Lake Comrade decided to shift from a. Uh, they were running a lot of bare front, you know, a lot, and then they sw- shift over to a four three, and they started bringing the interior linebackers pretty hard. And when they did, they started getting to your quarterback quicker, and uh, I knew it threw off a lot of timing on your on some of your passes and disrupted your offense and kind of killed you a little bit towards the second half. Uh, is that something you know that y'all try to game plan for, or is that something that wasn't expected? Because I never, I've never seen Lake Carmen kind of come out in a bear front like that. You know, or was that something different? Or what's your thoughts? You're exactly right. They brought some, um, especially later on. They brought that uh, their Mike backer through the A gap, and, and several times we just didn't touch him. We never picked him up, and 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 that's and I think that's kind of part of early in the season. Uh, you know, you don't one, you don't have a lot of film, and and obviously, especially where we are. Uh, as a program, trying to learn our offense, learn our defense. There's a lot of our offense versus our defense, right? We're a four down front, and they don't see a lot of different things. And so that's things that obviously as the season goes, will be a lot more specifics um, into game planning as far as, uh, you know, seeing those three-man fronts a little bit more and, and the different pressures and things like that, that that teams bring. And, you know, we, we traded film with them from last week, and, you know, just like us, there's a lot of things we, we try we didn't show necessarily in our uh, in our scrimmage. So you know, there, there's things like that. But you know, that's football, and 
you know, we're always going to watch the film and, and have a game plan, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to come out there on Friday night and do something different. And we've got to be able to adjust. And, um, you know, we, we, we tried to do some things in there, but again, it's, we're, we're, we're a young team and we're trying to learn how to play football and, and, uh, our kids have got to be able to understand how to make an adjustment in game, you know, and, and to be able to go out there and execute that. And, uh, like I said, there were some things that were put into place to try to slow down that, that, uh, pressure in the middle. And, um, I don't, I don't know if we ever fully got it, got it right. But, uh, again, the, the team speed of Lake Cormant was beyond impressive. Um, you know, we knew that they had some fast guys, but, uh, across the board, how those guys played, I, I was very impressed with them. And, but again, we've, we've got to find a way and, uh, we've got to be able to adjust on the fly. Yeah, I agree, Coach. And I want to say this as a, as a positive note, Coach. Your guys kept their composure and they kept their, you know, their mustard about them. I didn't see hanging hat. I saw guys fight to the end. To me, that is the biggest thing in football. There's nothing worse than watching a team become lame or give up on themselves or point fingers or uh, lose confidence in, in, in their coaches, however you want to look at it. I've been a part of situations like that, and it's the worst feeling in the world. Uh, to see your kids still fighting, believing, and getting better, uh, to me, that's a testament to your program and how things are going. And so, I, I like I said before, I think there's nothing but bright future for you guys moving forward, and I look forward to next week. So why don't you let the listeners know who we got next week, Coach? Uh, we travel over to Bahalia, and we'll we'll play uh, Bahalia High School Friday at 7 o'clock. So, uh, we're excited. A deal that, again, something I'm not used to from being over here. I've never played by Helia before, but kind of a, a border war, so to speak, here and um, an opportunity to kind of play somebody that some people are neighbors with. It, it'll be fun. And, and, you know, they came over this summer and did some seven on seven with us. And their coaches are, uh, really do a great job. Uh, they've got some very uh, athletic kids, really good looking kids. And, you know, we're, we're excited. Just another chance to get out and play. And, you know, that's a great thing about football. You know, you're kind of licking your wounds over the weekend but when monday rolls around you get to come back and and uh get back after it and and start planning for another opponent you get to play again friday so we're, we're thankful for that and we're excited for the opportunity to get over there and play and uh you know really looking forward to friday night absolutely it should make for a great contest and like you said a great local contest i mean not 10 minutes down the road to your east uh, i look forward to seeing how that turns out coach again i want to say thanks again for your time Really appreciate it. Again, uh, look forward to seeing how the program progresses from here, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Coach Hector. I know it's tough to come and talk after a loss like that, but there's a lot of things that we can see, and just a little bit of improvement can do a lot. For our last coach of the evening, here is Coach Jason Russell of Olive Branch. Hey, guys. We've got Coach Russell joining us. Now, Coach, I know this was an interesting week. As, uh, unfortunately, you weren't able to play on Friday. You want to let everybody know what happened with all that? Yeah, well, we uh, you know we had a great week of preparation. We felt like our kids were ready to go for the game, and uh, we got a call Thursday afternoon that uh, Memphis Trezvan had had some issues with COVID and were having to cancel the game. Uh, and they got that call about four thirty Thursday afternoon, and then of course immediately I jumped on the phone, started calling everybody I knew, and just trying to find the last minute game. We had so much you know going on and everything with that first game and the uh, the ten year anniversary of that state championship team. And, we were just find, trying to find anybody to come in and play. Uh, the only teams that I could find uh, were very small, and they didn't want to come up and play us. Uh, and you know, just you know, talking about one A teams and stuff like that, and uh, just a major disparity uh, between the size of the schools. So uh, we weren't we were unable to find the game, and uh, so we had to cancel everything, and, and, and very unfortunate. 
Yeah, I hear you, Coach. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who look forward to that. And so is there any chance of a reschedule of those uh, festivities? Yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, – we, nothing's been finalized yet, but the date we're looking at is that uh, sort of central game. Uh, and so, again, that's not been finalized yet. I'll have to talk to the administration to make sure that's what we want to do. But uh, as of right now, I'm thinking uh, about that game as, as an option to, to do that 10-year anniversary, uh, that state championship game. Well, that's good, Coach. Well, <clears throat> I hate it for the kids. I hate it for the community that we missed out on Friday night. Uh, it was great weather. Uh, could have been a great environment. But uh, we'll refocus and uh, look forward to the next game. So let's talk about your next opponent, and that is St. George on Friday. So what are we looking at on this, Coach? All right, well, we've got an away game. You know, of course, you know, I feel like they're a really good, coach, well-coached team. And, um, you know, they're, they're gonna, kids are going to play really hard. And they've got some good athletes out there on the field. And uh, so it'll be a good test for us. You know, of course, uh, it is an away game, but it's not that far. You know, just about 25-minute drive. So um, we're excited about it. Hopefully we'll have lots of fans come with us and come watch us at St. George's. So for those uh, those dads out there and those people who really enjoy the X's and O's, what style of offense or defense does St. George run? And, you know, what are you expecting? Any special players you're concerned about? Well, you know, I, I didn't see anybody that really just – was stood out as being the the guy that's their go to. They have a few guys that'll play both ways, and uh, that you can tell that those are some of the better playmakers. Um, you know, they're going to be multiple in their formations. Uh, they're going to bring. They're going to run uh, H back set similar to what we do. They'll also have a a set where they put a tight end in and then have an H back, so a little bit heavier set, similar spread style. I guess is is, is would be the general general term to that. Uh, but multiple in their formations on uh, on offense. Uh, defensively, they're a three-three stack based team, and uh, you get into your trips or your uh, more spread out formations. And a lot of times, they'll, they'll drop one of those guys back and go to a three-four defense and uh, get a too high look um, versus trips. So you know, th- there's some things there we can attack. Some things that are very familiar. Uh, especially after playing in Corinth, there's some similarities there as far as defensively. Gotcha, Coach. Three-three stack is not a common defense, but but it can cause a lot of problems because you have a lot of movement of linebackers. Typically, when you have a three front, uh, they're usually bringing heat from different directions. Uh, do you feel like uh, Coach Jones and the OL are going to have to do anything extra special this week to prepare for that kind of stuff? Well, yeah, you know, anytime, like you said, anytime you face a three down front, usually they're going to try to bring pressure from four guys. You know, so you don't really know where that guy's coming from when you put. You know, you take a three-three stack and you put it on paper, and everything draws up nice and neat and everything. But it never turns out that way on the field. It's just it ends up being messy, and there's just people everywhere, and, and it's hard to get all those linebackers blocked. Um, but again, on paper, it looks great. Everything you draw up, you know. So uh, we'll we'll have our hands full there, making sure that we are able to to get off that first level block and make sure we secure those second levels. So, Coach, you, you say there's not really a standout on the team and so on, but collectively, what would you say St. George's biggest strength is that you'll probably have to combat? Well, I think that they're really, really well coached, and they're always just kind of in the right spot. You know, so a lot of people aren't getting aren't getting huge gains against them. You know, they're getting five, ten, fifteen yards at you know at, at largest, and so they're kind of making their their opponent earn what they what they get, and so. When you have a defense that you're playing against like that, what you've got to do is cut down on penalties. You've got to cut down on your self-inflicted errors because they're not going to let you get over the top on them very easily. And so you're going to have to play disciplined, sound football. Those What I would call a bend-don't-break kind of defense forces you to be perfect mm-hmm. to be able to drive the field and earn it every single time. 
Uh, and also as a, as a style that actually can tire out an offense if they make you work all the way down the field and eventually stall out or fail. Uh, it can be very counterproductive. So I can definitely see that. I hope you all have a wonderful week of practice. I, I think the weather might be a little bit of an issue tomorrow or Tuesday with the remains of Ida coming through. Do you all got any special plans for that or anything of that nature? You know, we have a fantastic situation because we have the turf field. So, you know, if it rains and we can find a break in there, uh, it could pour down raining and then in five minutes it's perfectly dry out there on the surface for us to go practice. So as long as we can find a little window, we'll go outside and do our normal Monday uh, practice. We don't spend as much time outside on Mondays. We do a lot of lifting, a lot of running, a lot of film study, a lot of installation on Mondays anyway. Um, So... Hopefully, we'll be able to find a you know an hour long period somewhere in there that we can get outside and and get our work done on the field. Sounds good, Coach. Well, look, I know y'all enjoyed that weekend uh, with your families uh, since y'all didn't get to play on Friday, but I hope y'all have an awesome week uh, preparation and looking forward to a real positive outcome on Friday, Coach. Absolutely, looking forward to getting to playing some football, and it's uh, it's always fun to get out there under this Friday night light. So, absolutely. All right, guys. Anybody listening? Remember, they are going to be playing at St. George on Friday at 7 p.m. Come out and support your Keisters, Coach. Again, thanks for your time, brother. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the OB Pod Coaches Post Game Show with Jason Russell, Alan Peacock, and Justin Hector. And now that your three brain cells are saturated with football knowledge, go tell your friends where you got it. See you next week. Guys, if you enjoyed what you're listening to and you appreciate it, please let us know. If you if you go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, that means a lot to us. And we really want, to, really want to go ahead and say thank you if you do that. But also, please be sharing our posts and sharing our ads and our people, anybody we promote, to help our community. That's what our number one goal is. And we want to spread this podcast around the county and around this olive branch especially to really make sure it is the true source of positive news, positive reinforcement, and promoting our area. And so please do that. And if you know a football parent that doesn't know what a podcast is, help them out and let them know because they're going to be able to hear about their kid or know what kind of coach that they're dealing with. Absolutely. That's the most important thing because all we're trying to do is promote your community, promote our community to make sure everybody is coming together. That's right, guys. And remember, we are on Facebook and Twitter, and we put a lot of updates, a lot of information out there. And that's where we put a lot of our links directly to our episodes. And so if you want to know how to share our stuff to anyone else, show them a Twitter link, show them a Facebook link, or on any of your podcast catchers, you can always click share with a friend. And so please do that for us and help us out. And if you enjoy our podcast, check out our brother podcast down in Hernando. And that is Under the Water Tower podcast. They do a very similar show to ours. And they handle a lot of their local news, local sports and stuff, and do a phenomenal job. Give them a try and you will not regret it. But guys, other than that, we're going to call tonight. Again, we really appreciate y'all listening in and getting with us every week. And so we hope you see y'all next week. So I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We'll see y'all then. Mm-hmm.